Lift your hands as we pray this. Father, I thank you for each person that's here, Father God, that you are, you are whatever they have need of tonight, Father. I thank you that each person that's here, they're setting their hearts to receive everything that you would have for them tonight, Father God, that you would be moving already by your spirit, causing those things to be done, Father God. Open our eyes, open our ears. Let us be those that would hear you. Let us be those that would put the word and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you, Father God. Let us be those that gain from you tonight, Father God. Again, we thank you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Guys, there's just a few things that I want to, to say the first thing is I don't want us to leave um, the spirit of Thanksgiving. I don't want us. And I, it's sad, sad that I have to say this every year. And, and we shouldn't. We should never leave that spirit of Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians. Let's go there real quick. First Thessalonians five. Sixteen. I'm going to start there. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sixteen. Now let's start in 15. Can we do that? It says here. See that none render evil. For evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Why, why are we rejoicing evermore? Does anybody know why? Yeah, you can talk to me. Oh, I'm to put you on the spot. OK, no, sorry, class. I, I apologize. Rejoice evermore. The, the thing is, rejoice means to rejoice. That means we're constantly gaining strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So he's telling us to rejoice evermore. That way you don't feel weary and defeated and beaten up and cast down because you're constantly rejoicing. Amen. But here's the here's the next part. Pray without ceasing. That means that's got to be a constant prayer in your heart. You're in constant communication with the father. But this is the very thing that I wanted to get to in everything. Give what? Give what? Give what? Thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Don't quench the spirit. See, that's the next part. It's saying when you stop giving thanks, you're stopping the spirit. Isn't that what we talked about last week? That how we enter into his presence. What is his presence? It's the spirit of God. Being able to be a part with the spirit of God is the only way we enter in, of course, is through Jesus. But the gate is thanksgiving. And when you lose that, you begin to quench the spirit. You stop him from being able to be uh, uh, have access in the earth. Did you know that God turned the earth over to man? And so legally, he doesn't have right in the earth anymore unless he uses you. And if you stop him, who then will show? Right. So we can't stop having the spirit of thanksgiving. It's got to be a part of our lives from now on. We have to be giving thanks in everything. Amen. Y'all going to talk to me, man. Come on. I need that. Y'all know I need that. Come on. Talk to me. 
he it, it, we have to have the spirit of thanksgiving. Now, now, with that being said, I want to talk to you about something a little uh, uh, on the side because God has been dealing with me about something. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to put this right here. And I taught this before, but I want to stay on just one piece because I think it's crucial. It's come up. I don't know, maybe five or six times uh, in, in the past week or so. And so I, I matter of fact, go to Matthew 24, 36, and we're going to read through 51. Can you guys do that? Matthew 24. And we're going to read 36 through 51. It's a lot, but it's good. And they got it up there. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be that two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill and the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known of what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered or allowed his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man cometh. Who then is that faithful and wise servant? Who's faithful and wise? Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give meat to them, excuse me, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, the Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkard. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I, I wanted to read that as a preface to what I wanted to talk about. Guys, I've taught this message before. You can go back and get it. It's, it's online. Um, we got CDs for it, but it's the seven calls of Jesus. And I want to I want to touch on each one, but I really want to hit the last one. OK, so the first call that, that Jesus ever gave to, to his disciples or to anyone was to follow me. OK, follow me. Then he said the next one was be with me. So don't be behind me anymore. Come up where I am. And then after that, he said, learn of me. Okay, does this remind you You guys remember me teaching this before? He said, learn of me. And then after he said, learn of me, then he said, hey, now that you know who I am, you you got got insight into who I am. Now I want you to take up your cross and follow me. Okay, I want you to start dying to yourself. I want you to start putting aside all of the things that would keep you away from me and all of the things that you desire more than what I'm calling you to do. Amen. Then after that, he says, abide in me. Okay. And then he says, witness of me. But then he has one last one. And the last call we heard in there, he said, watch. Watch for me. Now, the watch for me is probably the easiest one 
to forget about. Because guess what? In the world, there's a lot of things happening, right? There are a lot of things that take our attention. And it's easy for us to get sidetracked and forget that Jesus promised he's coming back again. And he's coming back at a time when we would think not. And the only way that we're able to really watch for him is that we watch for him. We look in the scriptures, but we also look at what's happening in the world around us. But we can't look at the world and get caught in it. We've got to make sure that as we're looking, it's only to look to see where it lines up with what we have read in scripture. Now, I want to say this, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because this thing came up for me uh, several times. And, and then people started sending me all kinds of uh, um, messages and videos and things like this. And uh, even as I was getting ready to come in, I saw this uh, this video that came up. And I wanted to talk to you about a prophecy that that was uh, Ezekiel gave. And he talked about it in Ezekiel 47. And I want you guys to read that for homework. I'm not going to take time to read all of that. But what I want you to do is I want you to read up on Ezekiel 47. And what he said in 47 was this. He said that. Okay, let me back up before I give you that. Let me give you some 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 point of reference. Can I do that? How many of you guys remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? There was uh, there were these two towns and in these two towns, there was so much. just sin going on. That's the only way I can say it. So much vile behavior, wrong behavior going on, so much uh, uh, things that just were against, totally against God that were happening in these towns that God said, hey, look, it's time for me to destroy them. What they what they're doing is coming up to me and there's no redemption for it. And so when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, there was uh, inside of that town before he destroyed it was Abraham's nephew, Lot. And God sent an angel to get Lot and his family out. But Lot's wife decided to look back at the city because her heart was still in the city. She couldn't leave the city. She couldn't leave what she had back there to go forward and leave. She was stuck in the city and she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, what happened was that's a that's a denoter of what happened to a to a nearby sea. A nearby sea that was there. God killed that sea as well. And we know that sea because it was easy for us to denote. It's called the dead sea. Right. He killed it and now it's dead. (laughs) Nothing can live in there. And it's super, 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 super salty, just like what happened with Lot's wife. And it became so salty that nothing could live in there. There was nothing that that no fish, no anything that would grow in it. it was just dead. Okay. And now this is the story that this prophecy that Ezekiel is given is about this Dead Sea that God is going to heal. And when he heals it, it's going to be a like a heralding thing that says, hey, get ready for the return of the Messiah. And so I'm reading this story and 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 Steve sends me this video about this and we watch this video and we look at some of the news it's got news clippings from all over the world of what's going on with the Dead Sea it was talking about how the Dead Sea is now shrinking it's no longer being as big as it was it's receding 
because the, the waters are drying up. But as the waters are drying up, what's happening is underneath it were rivers of living water that began to bubble up through the bottom of the sea. And it's starting to heal. That's what Ezekiel 47 says is it's healing this dead thing. It's bringing it alive. It's replacing what was dead with life. And he said that this is going to be one of the things that's going to herald in Christ's return. Wow. And it's happening right around you. And most of you had no clue. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm saying you're oblivious to that, uh, that you're that you're not looking. I'm saying that in this case, it's all over. But our news media isn't covering it. And so it's, it's causing us to miss out on some things and it, it makes us look as though we're not watching for his return. And he's telling us to watch for his return. Now, I say this to you because it's important that if we're not watching, what happens to us is we begin to fall into the same category of those who were marrying and giving into marriage and eating and drinking and oblivious to the return of the master. If we really had in our heart the desire to watch or excuse me, take that back. Forgive me. That's the wrong way to say it. If we were really watching and paying attention to what was going on around us, it would cause us to have a new fire and desire. Jesus wouldn't be an afterthought. Something I have to do from 630 to 730. I have to wake up and pray because I got to make time for him. He wouldn't be that way. Now, I'm not saying that you are doing that. I'm saying that we don't we can't get into that. Amen. We have to make it to where our eyes are looking for his return, because what that does is it stirs in us to follow the Great Commission to witness because we understand that his return is sooner than we would think. Someone asked me this the other day. Um, a matter of fact, it was Thursday. Someone asked this. They said, well, haven't people been saying that for quite some time that Jesus is soon to return? Can I be honest with you? From the moment that he ascended into heaven, the disciples started saying he's coming back soon. OK, now now the thing that I want to say about that is, is that can I be honest with you in, in the in the grand scheme of things that that's a that's a that's a great statement, because for how long was he away before he came the first time. But then he showed up on the scene. But the next part about I want to say is that if we're paying attention to what scripture says, we can see that his return is so much closer because everything that they have said or the scriptures have said are lining up and we're seeing them come to pass. Now, I I thought about this and I told you about a video that I was watching and and I'm just kind of talking. That's all I really wanted to do tonight. You guys are going to read Ezekiel 47, right? Okay, good. So I I was I was listening to this this video of um, the the president is it the president of France, whose name is Emmanuel. Now, let's, let's stop there right there. Right. And he is looking for, listen to what he would like to have. Now, now I'm, I'm going to preface this afterwards. He is looking for a unified Europe. He's looking to create an army that can defend itself, of course, against the United States, because we're the worst, right? 
but also against Russia. And he's doing this and he's calling people to order to be able to come together. And a lot of people are saying, yes, bravo. Now, now, the, the thing that I want to say, I want to preface it with this is that because some people are saying no and some of the media is really against this, it's probably not that he is the Antichrist or anything like that. But what would happen, what would be surprising, you know, wouldn't be surprising to me is this, is that he would be the catalyst. You, you, how many of you guys ever watched? Um, you ever seen uh, uh, any, any Star Wars shows? You got, yeah, I've seen Star Wars before. There was this there was this guy there and he was a senator. His name was Senator Palpatine and, and, and Senator Palpatine was 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 really, you know, he seemed as though he was the great guy fighting for the cause because there were other people challenging the cause. Now, the people that were challenging the cause, they, they really were the, were the fall guys in the story. But to uh, to to move his agenda along, he made himself look as though he was fighting for the cause. And so uh, so Senator Palpatine then was voted into office to become Chancellor Palpatine, who then became Emperor Palpatine. Now, I know that this is silly because we're in church and I'm talking about Star Wars, right? (laughs) I like Star Wars a lot, so I don't mind. But what I want you to see is, is that in that story, there's a there's a good thing to be seen that there is there is one area over here that chant that the that the, the senator was manipulating the whole time. He was manipulating the, the call to order that people were raised and saying we need to do this so that he could peacefully move into the position of power. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if that would happen. I'm not saying that that's the case. Hear me. I'm not saying that's the case. Did everybody hear me? Don't go home and say, Pastor said that he is the Antichrist or somebody. I didn't say that. Okay. But what Pastor is simply saying to you is this thing. Pay attention. Watch. Because Jesus's return is being heralded by many different things. And if we are not watching Then we become lazy and Jesus becomes, I have time to share with my friends. I have time to share with my family. I have time to share with co-workers and whoever else who's around me. When the truth is, you don't. It is up to us to be bright lights and witnesses right now. Are you with me? That's that's the main goal of what I wanted to tell you tonight was just to simply to say, are you watching? Or will he catch you off guard? Now, I'm not saying that you won't go to heaven. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just simply saying, will you have done your very best in the process? Will people have come to know Christ because of your efforts? Maybe it's not that they not, maybe it's not that you lead them to the Lord, but maybe you plant a seed. Have you at least been planting seeds? Or have you been watering them that someone else has planted? Regardless of what it is, regardless, listen, regardless of which one, just can it be one? Can it be somewhere in the middle that we're not so caught up in? Listen, guys, I love 
football, especially even though my team today got creamed. They got creamed, man. They got mashed and creamed. I'm telling you. Hey, watch that. But that's not the main thing. The football game wasn't the main thing. People's lives being changed is always the main thing. Are you guys with me? I, I, I pray I didn't waste your time tonight. God, God made me kind of change things up tonight. I still want to get back to goals. Amen. I'm trying to get back to goals. I really am. That's my goal. Amen. I'm determined to get back to goals. But for right now, I have to go where he is saying go and he's telling us to watch. I got another video that was sent to me talking about in Sweden, I believe it may have been Switzerland. I apologize. One of the two places. About how they're now taking a chip and placing it in their skin. We just have to watch. If we're watching, we'll see that all things that are necessary for him to return are being done. They're played out right in front of you. Don't fall prey to the um, apathetic mindset. Indifferent. I've got time. There's no hurry. Amen. I want us before before they come back and sing, I want us and and I'm going to start doing this more and more. I want us to take communion again because I want us to remember. I don't ever want us to leave being thankful and remembering what Christ has paid for. That he is soon to return and he's paid for my freedom, my salvation. I'm telling you, listen, he has freed me from so much junk. Amen. And I am thankful. I never want to lose sight of that and start to think I did it of my own volition my own strength. I always want to remember that it was because of him and what he did alone. Nothing that I could do brought me to where I am today. It has been him at every turn teaching me, developing me, bringing people in my path, right? Taking people out of my path. Amen. So that I can be who he has called me to be. And that is to be a representative of him to be Christ-like. So what I want to do is I'm going to give just a second. Uh, you're going to play something real quick for us. And while he's doing, I just want you to prepare your heart and say, Father, any area where I have not been watching for you, help me to begin to watch. Any area where I've forgotten about your goodness or what you have brought me out of and what you brought me through because I'm so busy looking at the things that I don't have. Help me to remember what you brought me from. And I'm not going to I'm not going to hurry you guys. Actually, I'm going to give you that opportunity by yourselves. You can just come and get it. As you are prepared, it's the same way we did last week. It's a little thin layer and the wafers there and then the juice. You have to open another layer. But you're welcome to come get it at any time. And be prepared and we can take it together or you can take it. You can take it. But the, the biggest thing is my main thing is I don't want you to forget what Christ has paid for and done for you. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for these, your people, as they take the elements of communion, Father God, they are remembering you. They are making you live again, alive again in their own lives, Father God. I thank you that they are not people that forget, 
They are not people that 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 don't don't watch for you, Father God. They are people that follow, that abide with, that take up their cross and follow, that learn of you, Father, that abide with, that witness of you, and they are watching for you, Father. I thank you for that. I thank you that, Father God, you have brought this family together, Father God, for a purpose. That in these last days, we will be those that will watch and declare. But most of all, we will share the love of you, God, with all mankind, because love never fails. And so we thank you, Father, that many will come to the brightness of your rising because of the love that we share, the truth that we share with all people. And we do it not not because it's convenient. We do it because we love you, Father. We do it because it's what you've asked us to do, Father. We do it because of what you brought us from, Father God, that we remember where we were and we want others to be able to come out of those dark places and come into your marvelous light. We thank you, Father, for this. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to say, guys, as as we're getting set to leave, I, I want you to remember how good our God is. I want you to I want you to leave here and I don't care where you go. If you go to the grocery store, if you go get something to eat at the at the restaurant, if you go to the gas station or if you go straight home, I don't care where you're going. I want you to tell somebody that God is good and that he loves you very much. Can you can you take that challenge? It's a simple one. It's a simple one. Even if you're scared, you can say it to somebody. Hey, you know what? God is good and he loves you. Just that simple. If you're really brave, let's break that down to to God is good and Jesus loves you very much. I know, I know. Everybody, when we when we say God, it's easier because people can say, well, what God are you talking about? No, we say Jesus. Everybody knows. Amen. So I want you to do that. Can you do that? Can you do that? I'm going to put you on the spot. How many going to do that? Okay, not everybody going to do it. That's fine. I'm glad you're brave enough to tell me the truth, not lie. But I want you to do it when you leave here, no matter where you're going. I got a lot of stories to go to tonight. I'm going to be telling a lot of people. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to pray and dismiss you as they get ready to play. Father, I thank you that as we leave this place, we're not leaving your presence, but we're going forth with your anointing, with your authority, that we will be bold to go out and share the love of Jesus Christ with others, just letting them know that you're good and that Jesus loves them very much. And we thank you for this, Father, that you keep every one of us safe and in your care. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah.